Legends of the Saints The Two Become One by John Wotechko. The Geron family rushed around the house, getting ready for Sunday Mass. Zélie, the middle child, asked her older sister Marie-Louise to help lace the back of her dress. I thought Mama does this for you now, Marie-Louise said. She does, Zélie said, but since this is your last Sunday with us before you enter the convent, I wanted to have this moment together. Marie-Louise finished lacing the dress and turned her sister to face her. You have the biggest heart in France, Zélie, Marie-Louise smiled. I know the Lord is very happy with you. But I want to do more than make him happy, Zélie said. I want to serve him, like you. When I turn 15, I'm going to join the convent and dedicate my life to the Lord. If that's what the Lord calls you to do, I'm sure you'll serve him well, Zaylee's mother said as she hurried into the room. Now, are your brother and father ready for Mass? Suddenly, a boy no older than six barreled into the room with shoes on his hands. Behind him ran a man with a handlebar mustache and outstretched arms. The pursuit continued into the kitchen and ended with a crash of pots and pans. I think there'll be a few minutes, Zaylee laughed. In another town in France, the Marta family, led by Captain Pierre Francois, organized themselves for Mass. Ten minutes before it was time to leave, the five children were dressed and lined up at the door. As was his tradition, Pierre Francois knelt down, inspected each child, and asked them a question about themselves. This week's question was, What do you want to be when you grow up? The children blurted out their answers. Teacher, baker, doctor, policeman. Then he looked at his eldest son, Louis, who hadn't responded. Pierre-Francois had always imagined that Louis would follow in his military footsteps, and Louis knew this. The boy was nervous to answer, but after a few moments, he looked up and began slowly. I think God is calling me to be a priest, sir, Louis said. I need to serve him. As his father looked at Louis in silence, a shiver ran down the boy's spine. He did not want to disappoint his father, yet he could not deny how he felt. Soon, a small smile spread across Pierre-Francois's face. If that's where the Lord is calling you, then you must follow, he said, before standing up and leading the family to church. True to her word at age 15, Zaylee decided to enter the Sisters of Charity of St. Vincent de Paul. I've been preparing for this moment since I was a little girl, Zaylee exclaimed to the Mother Superior. I've always dreamed of serving the Lord. I know, my dear, the elderly nun began. I'm inspired by your enthusiasm and would be thrilled for you to join us. But I'm afraid you cannot enter the religious life. Zaylee's heart 
sank. But I know I'm meant to consecrate myself to God, she said. And you will, Mother Superior comforted her. We are all many parts of the same body, and we each serve the Lord in the way only we can. But why can't my vocation be religious life? The nun sat next to Zaylee. It's your health. Based on this letter from your physician, we have concluded that your health is too poor to enter the convent. Tears formed in Zaylee's eyes. I'm sorry, the nun said as Zaylee stood up to leave. It's clear that the Lord has given you a heart intended for service. But your path does not lead to the convent. May God bless you on your journey. At the same time, Louis was busy on his own journey. The day brings no sings, many treats, he translated. No, my son, the archabbot sighed, Deus lux mea est, means God is my light. Oh, yes, of course, Louis shook his head. I'll remember that next time. The archabbot closed the textbook. My child, he began, tell me again why you came to this monastery a month ago. I was inspired by this order's courage and charity, Louise said, and as I climbed the Alps to get here, the only thing that gave me strength was knowing I would soon be serving my God. The archabbot nodded in silent consideration. All of your instructors have attested to your passion for service, he said. Each of them has told me of the fervor you have for the faith. Even I have been inspired by your faith during our session today. But, as you're aware, all seminarians must be proficient in Latin. I am painfully aware, Father Abbot, Louise said. I suppose I haven't improved much between the first exam and this fifth exam. <sighs> Sixth, the archabbot stood and looked out the window. Louis, my child, he began, the mountains reach for the heavens to praise their God, while the valleys lay prostrate in deep veneration of his holiness. Louis joined the archabbot and gazed at the landscape. The birds give their praise through song, as flowers give theirs through the sweetest of perfumes. God's creation certainly is beautiful, Louis replied, and it's made to serve him in different ways, replied the archabbot. Son, I think it's time for you to leave the monastery. Louis's voice cracked as he spoke. If that is the Lord's will. Continue to follow his call, the archabbot encouraged him. You were designed to serve the Lord. He 
We'll show you how. After Zaylee was turned away from the convent, the Blessed Virgin came to her in a dream and instructed her to learn to make point de la son lace. Zaylee quickly opened her own business at her home in Alençon and employed a dozen eager and creative local women. That looks excellent, Celeste, Zaylee said to one of the young women meticulously crafting reams of lace. Keep up the magnificent work. Oh, well, thank you, Zaylee, Celeste blushed. You know, we're blessed to be taught by someone as skilled as you. Well, you're all a blessing to me, Zaylee smiled. And we're all blessed to be able to praise the Lord through our work. As Zaylee walked around the room inspecting the careful lacework, she silently prayed. Lord, sometimes I feel as though you are calling me to something more. Help me to hear your command so that I may follow. Across town, in another small shop in Alençon, Louis tinkered with a watch at the front desk of his jewelry store while customers milled about. After Louis left the monastery, he used the watchmaking skills he learned from his cousin to start a thriving business. This belonged to my grandfather, a customer said, handing Louis a gold watch. Would you be able to fix it up for me? Of course, Jacques, Louis said, taking the watch. When do you need it? Could I pick it up on Sunday? <laughs> That's the Lord's Day, Louis laughed. Be here on Saturday. I'll have your watch done then. Thanks, Jacques replied. By the way, my sister Colette was curious. Are you seeing anyone? I'm seeing God's creation, Louis said. Every evening, I sit in my garden and watch the deer, and every weekend, I fish up at the lake. You know exactly what I meant, Jacques returned. No, I'm not seeing anyone, Louis smiled, and I don't plan to. I'm a confirmed bachelor. Serving God and his creation is enough for me. Please tell your sister I'm flattered, though. Jacques laughed and left as Louis returned to his work. That evening, Zaylee went for a walk, as she often did during her prayer time. She was so engrossed in her meditation as she approached the bridge of Saint-Léonard that she almost didn't notice the man walking toward her from the other side. It was Louis. After he closed up the jewelry store for the night, he took the long way home so he could breathe the evening air as it floated over the lake. When Zaylee looked up, she saw a young man with a noble face and a reserved air. Across the bridge, Louise saw a radiant young woman with a peaceful presence and a confident stride. When they reached the center of the bridge, Zaylee heard a heavenly voice say, This is he whom I have prepared for you. 
Zelie and Louis introduced themselves, told each other where they worked, and a little about their lives. Inevitably, they shared their mutual devotion to God. They could have talked for hours, but the sun was setting over the bridge, so they made plans to see each other at Mass on Sunday. They regularly attended daily Mass as a couple, and the more time they spent together, the more their love of God and each other blossomed. Three short months later, they were married in a small ceremony surrounded by family and friends. Now, at last, after separate journeys of learning, failure, and acceptance, Zelie and Louis discovered together the life God had always planned for them, raising a family. They had five daughters who grew up embracing the same guiding virtues of devotion and service. Each daughter would become a nun, and the youngest would even be canonized a saint. Zelie and Louis became an inspiration, not only to their daughters, but to all people searching for the path God has prepared for them. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theatre.